to bad mood. <clears throat> Sorry, I got something in my throat there. Hello and welcome to bad mood. <laughs> bad mood. The <laughs> oh! Sunday. Um, I'm very sorry there. Uh, I'm starting to turn into a <laughs> werewolf, apparently. Um, <laughs> maybe someone else can do a better job at this. That was so that was great. Perfect. That was perfect. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you. You know, I've uh, Halloween is coming up. Spooky season is coming up. Uh, I heard that, uh, according to a little birdie. Um, we've got two other werewolves on this podcast today. I'm I'm one of your hosts, Ashley, and uh, uh, Amy. I I heard you got a little uh, wolf howl. You wanna show the people? Oh! <laughs> I'm your other host, Amy. Uh, apparently, also a werewolf, and I guess our guest is too. Julia, give us a howl. Woo! <laughs> Uh, hello, I am uh, Julia, and the bird Ashley referred to, I actually ate it, so sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, great it comes here. with the job. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like, after watching all these movies, you get hungry, and you, like, you need a little snack. Oh, yeah, you gotta have a little werewolf snack. <laughs> if you're new to the podcast, we're Bad Movie Sunday. We watch bad movies so you don't have to. We roast them. We toast them. We have a lot of fun. And sometimes uh, we turn into werewolves, apparently. <laughs> Which is fitting because today's movie, if you haven't read the title, is Teen Wolf. And we're not talking about the Teen Wolf show on the CW or whatever it is. We're talking the OG T.W. We're talking Michael J. Fox, uh, or should we say Michael J. Wolf, in the 1985 classic Teen Wolf. Oh, yeah. Uh, Julia, you suggested this movie, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Um, had you seen this before? I, I thought I did, but it turns out, upon re-watching it, I have not. It turns out I watched the second one. <laughs> yeah, it turns out there's a second movie uh, with Jason Bateman, we think, um, <laughs> which is not this movie. Did you enjoy this movie at least? I mean, it was it was pretty good. <laughs> it had its moments. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll get into our thoughts about it. Um, hopefully we don't uh, uh, transform mid-episode. <laughs> I think it's too late. We've already started. Oh, God. Oh god, the transformation. <laughs> it's starting. I'm getting hairy again. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is a, uh, if you will, a hairy situation. <laughs> oh! I'll give you the first one, but I don't, I'm not too sold on the second dad joke. I'm sorry, Amy. Okay, okay. So for anyone who hasn't heard of the original Teen Wolf movie, I have a little summary here from IMDb. And it says, an ordinary high school student discovers that his family has an unusual pedigree when he finds himself turning into, you guessed it, a werewolf. I never would have guessed. Oh, it's spooky season again, people. Ha Halloween is coming up. We got a couple spooky episodes coming out this month. This is our first spooky boy. Uh, surprisingly less spooky than I expected it to be, though. It was more of a teen movie. Yeah, it wasn't, um, 
it wasn't scary if you're worried about that. It was just, it was pretty campy, to be honest. I kind of like that because I'm not really a, a huge fan of horror movies. And I know, Ashley, that you aren't either. Um, so this is a, a nice change of pace from what you would expect from a spoopy movie from us. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. I am glad it wasn't too spoopy because uh, I don't know that many of us here can handle that. Um, it It was... It was spooky bad. <laughs> it was spooky with how bad it was. <laughs> it was scary how bad. But also, I don't... We'll get into our, our final reviews at the end. But I also, like, kind of didn't hate it. Okay, okay, that's good. You know what? Uh, this is our toasting season. If you're new to the podcast, last season... I mean, we say this every episode, but last season we roasted a lot of movies. Um... <laughs> which is the point of this podcast, but this season we're trying to be a little nicer to the movies that we uh, are still going to roast. Um, so it's good. We got some positive output on this movie. As usual, we have a specialty shot that Amy has prepared that you can make for yourself if you want to make this movie a little bit more enjoyable for yourself. Oh yeah, today we have... A very fitting drink. It's the hairy navel. <laughs> so what you need <laughs> is that sorry, um, like a fuzzy navel, but it's a hairy navel. <laughs> yeah, so so if you thought, you know, the fuzzy navel wasn't enough for me, this is the hairy navel. Um it's it's a variation, but there's no vodka, or in addition to vodka, there's peach schnapps. I don't know what a fuzzy navel is, but <laughs> For the, for the hairy navel, you need uh, 50 milliliters of peach schnapps, you need 30 of vodka, 70 of orange juice, one slice of orange, and ice. So you pour some ice cubes into a highball glass, you pour 50 milliliters of peach schnapps and 30 of vodka, and then you top it off with orange juice and garnish with an orange slice. That sounds so good. That sounds so delicious. Yeah, that, that does sound really good. And I do enjoy a good uh, fuzzy navel. They're very nice, very sweet, very peachy. This one, however, uh, sounds good. But also the name makes it sound like the the bartender wasn't wearing like a hairnet and just you know? He just, like, added a whole <laughs> bunch of pocket lint. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a scene in this movie, uh, which, you know, we'll get into our full breakdown uh, in a bit, but there's a scene in this movie when uh, our boy MJS, <laughs> Michael J. Scott, is first turning into a werewolf, and he he's just, like, shedding a whole bunch of hair in the sink, and that's what I'm imagining right now, is just, like, a bunch of hair clippings in this otherwise delicious... Uh, drink. I mean, you you could top it off. Oh, like they uh, like they uh, put sugar. You know, like in in some drinks they like rim the glass with sugar. This one's just rimmed with hair. <laughs> yeah, you could do that if you're you know mid transitioning into a werewolf. Uh, while you're making the drink, you just get some of that hair, sprinkle it on top. That's your garnish. Mm, mm, mm. delicious. <laughs> and to go along with that, we have a couple points to a little drinking game that you can drink along to, uh, either to the movie if you want to watch it yourself, or to our podcast where we'll try to yell out drink whenever these the things happen. Um, we're going to go back and forth. The first point that I have is every time someone growls, 
Take a drink. <laughs> I have every time someone plays basketball. I put down every time uh, Pamela doesn't know who she wants. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, every, if every time someone car surfs. <laughs> okay, I have uh, every time Scott transforms into a werewolf or like a part of him transforms into a werewolf. I have, um, <laughs> I have every time there's a shot of someone just, like, <laughs> sweaty as fuck, you know? Oh my god, <laughs> yes, that happens so much, and I hate it. Why is everyone so moist? Like, get a towel, people. Get a towel, man. This is the sweatiest movie I have ever seen. Everyone in this movie is dripping for no reason. And, like, it starts with just sweat pouring down, like, his face. And I'm like, my guy. I could, like, you could get a glass of water from how much sweat is on this man. Oh, my God. You could forgo the vodka or peach schnapps that we mentioned in that drink before and just scoop up the sweat from this boy and have a full glass. <laughs> when I was watching this movie, I'm like, I can just feel the wetness. <laughs> it's so gross. Do you have any more points? Oh, I only have one more. It's every time you hear his heartbeat. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, the last one I have is anytime someone says the word wolf. Very Julia nice. <laughs> I'm living for all of these. Cool. And uh, with that, we are going to get into the movie and break it down scene by scene tell you our thoughts about it. So if you want to go watch the movie, you can do that and come back and listen to our thoughts. Otherwise, we're going to get into it right now. <laughs> so as we said, uh, this movie stars uh, Michael J. Scott of... Uh, uh, I almost said Road to the Future. <laughs> what is that? Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I just got... Ashley, are you... <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Are, are you... Um, like having a, uh, one of your, your moments, you're, you're saying Michael J. Scott, which is a combination of Michael <laughs> J. Fox and Scott, the character. I thought it was a clever pun. I really liked it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to go with what Julia said and say that that was what I intended all along. So I don't sound like a dumbass again. <laughs> Like, like the first time you said it, I was like laughing. I'm like, Ashley, you're so clever. Like, big brain right there. Genius. And then you said it the second time and I wasn't quite sure. Oh, yeah. No, um, <laughs> that was my intention all along. Um, like you said, big brain, Michael J. Scott was a joke that I came up with in my head and didn't accidentally say it loud. <laughs> well, then congratulations. It was very funny both times. Thank <laughs> you, thank you. Um, so Michael J. Fox is the main character of this movie, uh, who is, uh, he's this boy at a high school where everyone else is 35. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, he's on the basketball team, and as we mentioned before, the first shot of him is him just literally dripping with sweat. He's just out here, just, just... Uh, 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 pooling. I, uh, uh, my aunt does, um, like hot yoga, and she took me once, uh, when I was like 13 or something. Um, and I've never gone back since. 
because um it was very hot it's called hot yoga but also the amount of sweat coming off every single person like i couldn't handle i have never seen so much sweat in my life until i saw this movie (laughs) oh my god yeah when i was like watching it and in like a later scene not too far down the road from now they're like in the locker room and i could just feel and smell like the scent it was just so intense like the scene everyone's like sweaty everyone's junk is all over the place it's yeah you know what and they actually talk about their smell like a weird amount in this movie uh michael j fox is like talking to uh, one of his friends later uh, and they're like hey you should shower more and he's like i just showered and she's like "Mm, you smell sweaty though (laughs) yeah they talk about sweat and smelling gross a lot that should that we should add that to another shot every time they talk about smell and just smelly yeah This movie really wants you to know that these boys are very, very uh, sweaty and very smelly. That is a core plot point to this movie. (laughs) I mean, they are in high school and, like, they're going through puberty, so... I guess it's fairly realistic in that sense. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Um, So, Michael J. Scott, his character's name in this movie... God damn it, I said... (laughs) You did it again! (laughs) (laughs) You did it again! To avoid mm, future uh, embarrassment on my part, I'm just going to call him by his character name, which is Scott in this movie. Um, So Scott is on the basketball team. He's very sweaty, as we've established uh, before. And uh, their team, they suck. Like, they're, they don't score a single goal. There's, like, four people in the stands because no one wants to watch them. And Mike and <laughs> you know, almost said it. And Scott like wants to quit because he's like, "Oh, we suck." And the coach just straight up won't let him quit the team. Yeah. Also, I just gotta add, this is the first game of the season, which is something that they say. And uh, the coach is like fully prepared to just quit the game. He's like, "Can we just walk out or not?" And then the other coach is like, "Um, no." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, okay, we are from Canada, <laughs> and uh, uh, I don't know if it's just, you know, the particular region we're from, but sports, like high school sports is not really much of a thing <laughs> uh, where we're from, but in every U.S. teen movie, it's like the biggest deal, <laughs> and I don't understand it because we've never experienced it. I think it's because, like, college football is, like, really big in the States. I don't know if it's as big here. I don't think it is. But that's probably why. But, like, I don't watch football, so I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, same. (laughs) But, like, I don't know. I'd walk out. (laughs) If if our team was, like, sucking against this other team, I'd be like, okay, guess we're done this season. Yeah, let them walk out. Like, who cares? It's the first game of the season. Y'all can play against other teams all season long. Um, also, you know, this uh, <laughs> this movie, right? The the basketball. Um, the It was realistic in that, yeah, they were sweating a lot more than you normally see in, in teen uh, sports movies. 
But I was the whole time I was thinking, man, how does this guy not have shingles from from playing sports? Amy, are you gonna are you gonna tell this story again about that time that you got shingles playing softball in in high school? <laughs> oh my god, I remember this. For anyone who has not listened to a single other episode of our podcast, I got shingles after playing three weeks of high school softball. So in my mind, I just don't understand how Scott here is just like not having shingles. Unless, unless of course, right, being a werewolf uh, is, is a metaphor for having shingles. Amy, you come <laughs> You cracked. I the thought code. you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say that being a werewolf means that you're immune to having shingles. <laughs> okay, that makes sense too. You know, you know, in movies like this, right? In like uh, uh, monster movies, uh, being a monster is usually like a metaphor for like being gay or like puberty or whatever this time in this instance though i think that it is a metaphor for having shingles but that's too gross to show on screen so instead they just show an ungodly amount of sweat yeah i mean the the sweat is significantly less gross than than the shingles are yeah everyone knows that getting shingles is a a a paramount experience of of playing sports uh everyone does it everyone goes through it uh so they had to show that shingles representation in this movie (laughs) yeah i i love to see myself reflected in these characters and in the story I mean, hey, it's oh, well, good representation. Good. Yeah, it's, it's about damn time we had more shingles representation for, for the young people out there. It's not just a disease for the 70 or 80 or 90-year-olds. Young people can get shingles, too. Just ask your <laughs> <the> doctor. <laughs> young people can get shingles, too. And that is the slogan of our podcast, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the tagline for our podcast welcome to bad movie sunday young people can get shingles too um enjoy our show hey welcome to bad movie sunday where we got shingles and you can too <laughs> oh my god <laughs> we got shingles so you don't have to <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> so um so uh, uh uh scott in this movie um is uh, already, I mean, we are like two scenes into this movie and he's already changing into a werewolf, which as we know is a metaphor for getting shingles as a teen. <laughs> um, but he's already, I expected this movie to be, maybe it's because I, I watched the show first, um, but I expected it to be more like the show where he starts off as a normal dude and then maybe midway through the movie he, I don't know, gets bitten by a radioactive wolf or something and and transforms into a werewolf but he starts off in like the first scene like already changing into a werewolf yeah but he's like entirely oblivious like there's there's a lot of scenes where like he's at his dad's hardware store and this kid is like blowing a dog whistle and he can hear it and then and then he goes over to the kid and the kid's like it's a dog whistle or like it's broken or something and and scott's like hmm 
Very interesting. I'm not going to think about that ever again, though. And then he, like, grows his long-ass chest hair, just one, and he plucks it out. He's like, what the fuck is this? Uh, I'm never going to even uh, think about that. So uh, he's turning into a werewolf, but he doesn't really know that he's turning into a werewolf. It's just kind of happening to him. I feel like he thinks he's going through some, like, weird puberty because he went to, like, talk to the coach about it. And the coach is like, ah, yes, we all go through that. And then he's just like, really? Really? Do we all? (laughs) I love that the coach throughout this movie gives, like, the most unhelpful advice uh, in Scott's particular situation but his advice is like not bad on its own let me let me let me just you know give you uh the coach's three rules of life i guess so rule number one never get less than 12 hours sleep pretty solid i uh, i adhere to that every day uh number two never play cards with a guy who's got the same first name as a city also some very good advice there Uh, Lastly, number three, never go near a lady who has a tattoo of a dagger on her body. Um, I never had the experience, but I I feel like it's true that all of that sounds pretty solid to me. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, these are very specific life experiences. Uh, And while they may not relate to Scott's situation here, I mean... I suppose you should probably abide by them. I think my favorite uh, advice piece that he gives is it's not about how you play the game. It's about if you win or lose. <laughs> I'm like, solid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, a, he's a very good coach, as you can tell. Very supportive of his, of his kids, uh, giving them very good advice. Um, I don't think I would approach a lady with a dagger on her arm. This explains so much. My my boss has, uh, she has this giant dagger tattoo, like, on the back of her leg. I feel like I finally understand. <laughs> if only you, you knew the coach's rules before you met her. How things could have been late. different. It's too late. My life could just be so much better. Also, I feel like I thought of uh, two more additions to uh, the drinking game list. One oh, would be whatever... Whenever the coach gives brilliant advice. And the next one is whenever he obnoxiously chews. Every scene he's in, he just chews really loudly. And I feel like I can just stare down his throat because it's just so big and loud. And I hate it. I hate it. Oh, my God. (laughs) You're so right. He's like Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven. Han from Fast and Furious. He's eating in, like, every scene. That, and he's like uh, Ron Weasley from a very Potter musical. Fucking eating in every scene. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so Scott is transforming into a werewolf, you know, little bits. He gets, like, these gnarly-ass nails. <laughs> he's growing hair everywhere. Uh, he, he's going to a, a high school party and uh, he and his two other friends who look exactly like him uh, are trying to score beer from the local LCBO. And he just, like, intimidates the store owner with, like, these red glowing eyes. Uh, uh, okay. Also, at the party, he ends up scratching the girl he came with, uh, which is one of his 
childhood friends just like <laughs> okay they're kind of uh getting a little frisky right and uh she's like "Ooh, ow you scratched me uh and then he's like "Ooh, yikes sorry and then we see her back and it's not like a little like a little a little scratch it's like full claw marks down her back that have ripped her damn shirt open <laughs> yeah and like okay so e- neither she felt the the claws digging into her back and scott didn't feel his hands turning into claws also i just have to mention this right her name scott's childhood friend her name is boof now i'm not sure <laughs> if boof had a different definition in the year 1985. Um, but it sure it sure has a connotation these days, doesn't it? I don't know. What does it mean? Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, uh, I thought it was like a thinly veiled reference to like the fact that he's a wolf because dogs are like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> y'all, am I, am I about to enlighten y'all, y'all, y'all? Y- y'all have y'all? never heard of boofing? Oh, we live under rocks, my son. What it? What does this word mean? Now I learned this word from Tana Mojo, so you can imagine <laughs> the, okay. the realm of of what it's gonna be like. Um, so to boof, right? You know what? I, I don't wanna. I don't wanna mess this up. I'm gonna go uh urban dictionary and i'm going to go and type in the word boof uh so i don't give you guys the wrong definition okay so the 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 top definition of the word boof not the one i had in mind but let me read it to you anyway um so top definition boof um it says honestly i don't know what it means but some kid in my italian class keeps on threatening to do it to the teacher interesting um (laughs) Okay, okay. Now, definition number two for the word boof. Um, to abuse any licit or illicit substance via insertion into one's rectum. So that's what it means to boof. Now, her name is boof. Um, not her actual name. It's like a nickname. Now... We can wonder how she got that nickname. I feel like we don't need to wonder. I think we know. That definition has told us everything we need to know. (laughs) Parties are pretty wild. They're pretty wild. So I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that party was like (laughs) pretty, pretty out there. They were like doing these... Mm, let's say party games and Scott and Boof were doing the most normal one which is just like seven minutes in heaven or whatever and that's why he clawed her back um but everyone else at the party is just like rolling on the floor covered in whipped cream and like putting jello down their shirts and like whatever I was so confused I was like what are they doing like because they were, like, counting every time they, like, squirmed around in the whipped cream and they were naked. And I'm just like, I went to bad parties, apparently. Like, this is where it's at. This is fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, the majority of us here on, on Bad Movie Sunday are, mm, I can say with confidence, we're, we're majority introverts. Um, so we don't go to a lot of parties. 
we're a lot like Scott in this movie. A little bit of uh, uh, nerds over here. But um, I don't know. I have only been to a handful of parties. And I have to say that not a single one. Maybe I'm going to the wrong type of party. Because <laughs> I didn't realize that the all the rage now, uh, or at least in the, in the 80s or whenever this was made. Because um, the, the people weren't just... At least as far as I can tell, they weren't just rolling on the floor covered in whipped cream naked, which they were doing that. But it also seemed like it was some sort of like like Chris Angel show. Like it, I think, unless I'm just seeing things, it looked like they were like tied up and they were trying to escape while also being covered in whipped cream. Yeah. No, that's totally right. Um, they were like tied together with rope or something. <laughs> they had to like fucking. They were like hog tied together. They had to like get out. And it, but it's supposed to be sexy too because they're covered in whipped cream. But they're just like squirming around because their fucking uh, wrists are tied together. <laughs> like fucking uh, David Blaine. This was the wild. This, <laughs> this was the wildest. Uh, I feel like uh, 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 nowadays, right, with all the shows that are coming out, shows like Euphoria and everything that are very kind of, uh, I don't know, psychedelic with all their, all their, uh, uh, I don't know, party scenes and everything. Um, nothing can compare to this <laughs> party where they uh, take their guests and tie them up like prisoners and try to get them to escape in front of everyone in their underwear uh, covered in whipped cream just writhing on the floor while everyone watches. <laughs> yeah, and like um, Styles, who is Scott's best friend, is in charge of this whole uh, party game uh, ritual performance here. And what they do is they have a big bowl with everyone's names in it and they pick out two names, like a boy name and a girl name, and they pair them up to do some like weird ass shit to each other. And these people like don't even know each other that well, but they have to go along. It's just, it, that party honestly was my worst nightmare. Like, oh my God, like, it was just so crazy. <laughs> oh my God. My favorite thing to do at a party is go home. <laughs> oh my gosh. It like gave me the anxiety of when like a teacher's like, okay, everyone, we're going to do icebreakers. Like say your name and a fun fact. And the whole time you're freaking out because you can't remember what your name is and you don't have any fun fact. Oh God, that was the <laughs> first day of school was Loki terrifying because that would happen in every damn class and you have to think of a different fucking fun fact about yourself and every because it's the same students in every class <sighs> school was stressful guys i'm so glad it's over y'all one time right i was in english class with uh, mr webster and he made us do that shit um, and then I, for my fun fact, I was like, once I broke, uh, one of my fillings on a Pringle, uh, I thought that was pretty fun. And he looked at, he like read my fucking <laughs> fun fact out. He's like, mm, can do better than that. That's not very interesting. I'm like, what, what do you want me to say? That's a great fun fact. That's better than like the kind of shit that I would come up with was like, I went to Florida once. <laughs> that's some that's some good tea, girl. <laughs> yeah, I was giving him the tea literally day one of being in his class. He roasted me for it. 
Also, also, I gotta say, um, one of my favorite things to do uh, when watching movies with party scenes in them <laughs> is to look at the extras in the movie. Be- be- I love doing it in everyone. And this movie, it did not let me down because A, all the extras at this party were like 38. And also they could not have cared less what was happening at this point? I mean, Styles, like we said, who is Scott's best friend and also looks exactly like him, uh, was trying to kind of hype up the crowd and be like, ooh, this me, the party is going on. And the crowd did not care. And it was the best thing to just behold all their bored faces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing about Michael J. Fox is that usually I don't really care for seeing actors who are like in their 20s playing uh, high schoolers. But Michael J. Fox is so tiny and baby faced that he can pull it off. But everyone around him in this movie look their age. <laughs> I've never realized how tiny Michael J. Fox is. That man is short. He's like shorter than me and I'm small. Because, like, in the opening scene, you see him, and then these, like, 20 tall basketball guys around him. And the small little Michael J. Fox just, like, scared and sweating. And I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is short. Yeah. (laughs) I gotta say, scared and sweating, that's gonna be the title of my autobiography. (laughs) Also, I feel like the reason their basketball team uh, didn't do so well is because everyone on their team is like 5'4", like Michael J. Fox, and everyone on the opposing team is always like six foot. Yeah, this is very true. <laughs> so later at home, uh, Scott ends up making like a full trans because this whole, I was going to say this whole movie, but it's been like three scenes. Uh, he's been, like, you know, little things have been, like, hinting, like, am I a werewolf? And then he gets home and he makes this full transformation into a werewolf. Uh, and turns out his dad is also a werewolf. Um, like this silver fox (laughs) werewolf. Uh, and his dad tells him being a werewolf runs in the family. And he gives him this speech that, "Mm, um, hmm, sounds very familiar. Uh, uh, you know, when, um you're in school, right? And uh, you're about to hand in your homework and the kid behind you is like, uh, hey, can I, I didn't, I didn't do the homework last night. Can I copy off you? And you're like, yeah, sure. Just like change a couple words around so it doesn't sound exactly like The dad in this movie gave <laughs> uh, Scott a speech where he's like, you're a werewolf now, son. That's a lot of power that you got now. And with some power comes lots of responsibility. And I just got to say that the plagiarism gods are going to come for you. Here's the thing, though. I was looking up on Wikipedia. I was doing my research before this episode. Um, This movie was one of the first scripts written by, and I hope I pronounce his name right, Jeff Loeb, who was uh, a writer. He's a comic book writer. He's a he did uh, Smallville and Lost and Heroes. Uh, now he's uh, like the vice president of Marvel TV. He used to write for Spider-Man comics, I think. So I think that was a little homage to that, or maybe plagiarism. <laughs> but either way. Yep, it was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty Uncle Ben of him to say that. Can you plagiarize yourself? <laughs> yeah, I think you can. <laughs> Dead, actually. 
Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, was, it's like actually that... a thing. I think, really? um, yeah, a prof at my university told me that like you can hand in your work and then let's say you have an assignment um, and you can like hand in the exact same assignment for it. The school can can charge you with plagiarizing yourself. But what are you going to do? Sue yourself? <laughs> no, they'll just say you plagiarize yourself and whatever your school does with plagiarism is like what's going to happen to you, which is so dumb to me. Hmm. Also, does this raise questions now that, <laughs> that Teen Wolf is in the same universe as Spider-Man? Yes. Are... <laughs> wait, wait a second. Are, are we saying that? <laughs> we are saying that. <laughs> Here's what I'm thinking. Right? I don't know if this is too off the wall, but stay with me, okay, boys? Uh, the dad in this movie, literally no clue what his name was, but he looked a lot like Uncle Ben from uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. Um, unless I just don't remember what he looked like in that movie, and um, they don't look alike at all. But they look similar enough that I'm confident in in my theory here, which is that this old man is <laughs> the tooth fairy of this speech where he goes around to, uh, to just different boys going through stuff and gives them this responsibility speech um, whenever they need it. I don't know if I like the idea of him going through different boys. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, let's Let's expand on this universe, right? Peter Parker, Scott from this movie um what if uncle ben he was with aunt may right he didn't want to go through all that the whole divorce the whole custody battle so he's like i'm a fake my own death so he left aunt may and now he's he's uh living his new life as a dad to scott because uh uh scott in this movie we don't know what happened to his mom uh, she's not in the picture anymore. And then, uh, I, I don't know where this is going, but I feel like somewhere. So we're saying that Spider-Man and Teen Wolf are half-brothers in this new, this beautiful new world that we've created. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think, I think that's where I was going. Yes, they are like cousins, half brother. I don't know this whole family tree, ancestry, what's going on here. But they are related in some way. Now what I'm thinking is uh, Avengers style team up. Uh, just the two of them though. Oh my god. Oh, okay. We have the Spider-Wolf team. Oh, can you imagine the possible... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Peter Parker uh, uh, web-swinging all day and Teen Wolf playing basketball courtside. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, Spider-Man finds a baddie in a, a dark alley. He wraps him up with his web-slinging and Teen Wolf comes out of nowhere and sweats on him oh my god (laughs) yeah some some obscure torture method he just like shakes his head like a dog and all the sweat like (laughs) goes onto the guy and he's like tell me where the bad guys are he like does his sweat sprinkler thing on him and he's like i'll tell you anything you want it gives me like (laughs) water fording vibes but like instead he just drapes his sweaty hair over their face oh (laughs) Yeah. yeah 
It's the new waterboarding, baby. Anyone will talk. Oh my god. The thing about Teen Wolf in this movie is that <laughs> he doesn't really have powers other than being good at basketball now, which we'll get into later, um, and being, <laughs> like, cool and popular. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows. Okay, right? Spider-Man got bitten by a radioactive spider, so he gets spider powers, right? He can shoot webs. He can climb up walls. All the typical things that a spider can do. Same thing in this movie. Uh, uh, Scott gets transformed into a werewolf and he can do all the same things that wolf can uh vis-a-vis play basketball (laughs) (laughs) also let's just talk about this transformation scene um the first thing he says after he transfer he he transforms into a werewolf he locks himself in his bathroom and he looks in the mirror and he's like geez louise (laughs) (laughs) which is the funniest reaction to like finding out you're a werewolf and then he fucking looks like do you remember in the og jumanji right when the little boy turns into a monkey that's what he looks like oh my god that is what he looked like (laughs) or baby chewbacca oh my god disney plus get on this baby chewbacca series (laughs) because we got the actor for you michael j fox come on in be the baby chewbacca Oh my god. Oh, the possibilities are growing. Baby Chewbacca. Okay, here's the thing. Have any of you seen have any of you seen the Star Wars holiday special? No. no. I have not. So in the uh, Star Wars holiday special, which many, including myself, uh uh choose to not view as canon, um they expand a bit on the Chewbacca lore, and it turns out, it turns out that Chewbacca has a son. And do you want to know what the son's name is? Please tell us. The son's name is about a weird name as Chewbacca is. His son's name is Lumpawaru. <laughs> uh. Uh, the, I, I think they call him Lumpa for short, and it is the, I mean, it is the strangest, and here's the thing, though, Lumpawaru looks a whole lot like uh, Scott is a teen wolf in this movie. Oh my god, now we got the expanded, expanded universe, we got uh, Scott and Peter Parker, distant cousins, uh, plus Scott... Peter Parker, and now Lumpawaru as, uh, I don't even know what their familial relation would be, but definitely something. There's a lot of resemblance. What I'm getting from this is that Peter Parker's dad and, and, and you know, our favorite uncle, but they had a brother, a long-lost brother, Chewbacca. That's what I'm getting from this. They're all related. He was lost long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yes! Yes, that's exactly what happened. We need we need this show now. We need this movie. We need it. We, we need it. It's a crossover of the century. My three favorite franchises. You know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You got Star Wars and Teen Wolf from the 80s. <laughs> You can't go wrong with that killer combination. 
And then, and then in the second Teen Wolf movie, I think Jason Bateman is uh, Michael J. Fox's cousin because Michael J. Fox didn't want to do a second movie, so they had to make up a cousin for him. So he is also part of this whole shebang, um, this new cinematic universe. <laughs> we just found Disney's you know, new biggest moneymaker. Like, move over, Star Wars. Move over, Marvel. Get this Disney princess out of here. The real money is this. Dude, billions, I say. Billions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Scott is transforming into a werewolf. He's starting to, to really kind of fall into himself, uh, I guess. He... Um, all the girls at school are now suddenly into him for some reason. I guess werewolves are just very endearing. Um, and uh, at the next basketball game that he plays, he ends up just, I mean, because he's been, uh, in the past couple scenes, he's been trying to kind of hide it from people. And he's like, people are like, what's going on with you, Scott? And he's like, oh, you you wouldn't understand. Um, and then in literally <laughs> the next scene, He's playing basketball and he just turns into a wolf in front of uh, everyone. And uh, everyone's just they're cool with it. Uh, and he uses his like wolf powers or whatever to play basketball better. <laughs> everyone on the court is just like, because they all <laughs> dog pile on top of him. Um, and then when they all like get off of him, he's full werewolf. And nobody fucking says anything about it. The coaches are like, like, yeah, I guess we'll play against a werewolf today. Like, sure, why not? Um, seems a little illegal to me in the game of basketball to have someone with such uh, an obvious advantage vis-a-vis uh, -vis <laughs> being a werewolf. Yeah, don't they, like, kick you off the team if they find out that you're uh, taking steroids or anything that will give you an advantage over normal people? I feel like being a werewolf is pretty pretty on the same level as that <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then uh this is what i love right because as you said in in a lot of these you know werewolf or creature movies they try to hide themselves nah scott just fucking goes out he he auditions for the school play as the fucking werewolf he plays basketball as a werewolf he's like at parties as a werewolf walking down the halls of the school as a werewolf he doesn't give a fuck who knows he's a werewolf they're also selling like merch as him as like a werewolf like styles is they're making freaking bank off of him <laughs> yeah. yeah oh my god another scene this is another werewolf skill um he's seen break dancing which i'm sure he couldn't do before so that is also uh, a werewolf skill that he inherited yeah i mean it, it, <laughs> the, the power set in this movie is a little questionable in that it doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, but regardless, he seems to be doing pretty well for himself. He gets super popular at school. Uh, you know, girls are after him now. He's kind of like a celebrity. These, like, elementary school kids want his autograph. Uh, like Julia said, they're literally selling merch of him in the hog school always. And he finally gets together with this hot girl... Uh, the kind of queen bee of the school that he's been sort of pining after this whole movie, uh, even though he finds out he's just kind of her, like, side 
boy toy. Yeah, but like they don't. She doesn't try to hide it. She's like goes on a date with him in front of her boyfriend. I'm like, what? And then he's like, are we like dating now? And he's and she's like, no, I'm like dating this other guy. Why? And it's like they literally they literally had sex the scene before this. They totally had sex in the dressing room because she just she yeah. just got naked. Yeah, uh, maybe polygamy was like a bigger thing in the 80s. Oh my god. Also, like, with the drama thing, did you not get a vibe that, like, her and and Kurt, who's, like, the drama teacher, they were, to- they were totally a thing? Oh, oh, absolutely. Oh my like, god, can I, <laughs> can I just mention real quick this one line that uh, the drama teacher says to her while she's rehearsing on stage. <laughs> oh my god, I was about to bring it up too. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, he says, he says, um, we need to make it more sensual. We need to feel you, smell you, hurt me, hurt me. <laughs> and then, and then when, like, Scott goes to visit her in the dressing room, and, like, she's in her bra and her underwear, and he's, like, kind of making a point of it. He's like, you're, like, naked, basically. And she's just like, why? We're all one big happy family in theater. That what Kurt tells me. And she's, like, undressing. She takes her bra off and, like, they fuck. And I'm like, what is happening? Kurt, oh my explain God. yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. Just one more thing about, you know, since we're on the topic of these uh, inappropriate relationships, there's this one scene that's not really important, but uh, Boof, I think, lives near Scott. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, so Scott is walking home from, from school, and he gets his house, and in his driveway, Boof and his dad are playing basketball together. And I thought, oh, you know, she's just uh, uh, playing basketball while she's waiting for Scott. But as soon as Scott gets there, she's like, okay, bye, Mr. Howard. I gotta go now. Like, <laughs> she wasn't waiting for him at all. She was just, like, fucking playing basketball with his dad for no reason. And then when she walks away, the dad, like, checks her out. And then Scott's like, what were you doing? And she's just like, oh, you know, me and your dad, we're just, we're just having a chat. And then she's, she's like, oh, your dad needs to, like, work on his arm or something. And I'm like, hello? What? Is this some kind of reverse Stacy's mom situation? No, Scotty's Amy, dad has got me going mad. <laughs> Amy, it's a greater metaphor for shingles. We all know this. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it's the Here shingles agenda. It was, it was, you know, it was in front of us all along. Uh, everything in this movie is a metaphor for shingles, um, especially the reverse Stacy's mom situation. I also, like, want to just mention something since we're on the topic of, like, relationships. I totally ship scotty and styles like oh my god when like when scotty turned into a werewolf in front of styles styles just grabs him by the face and he's like you're beautiful <laughs> like oh my god sting steam oh yeah oh my god wait hold on a second you guys uh, there's this letterbox review that i found 
uh, 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 yesterday when I was looking up letterbox reviews. I just want to let me, sorry, let me find it. I just want to read it to you because it was exactly what you were saying about them. It was, there's yeah. something, something, <sighs> let me find it. Oh, it's so good. I also just want to give a warning because uh, we kind of skipped over the scene where uh, Scotty turns into a world friend uh, styles. But you can tell this movie's from the 80s because they just start yelling the F word. And I was not prepared for that. Yeah, we, yeah, we don't yeah. mean fuck. We mean the other F word. Yeah, okay. you know, like the derogatory term for people who are gay. Yeah, that's a hot minute. A hot minute. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> Listen to this review by uh, Oliver, uh, who gave it five out of five stars. Okay. So, okay, rant time. Okay, so it's about being gay and how you can be more accepted if you play it up. If you're the flamboyant gay guy people want to laugh with, but when you just act like yourself, you're kicked to the curb because a gay guy who's just a guy is no fun. He's just someone to laugh at. Obviously, he's gay because there's lines about him coming out of the closet, which is after he and Booth did Seven Minutes in Heaven. Uh, so, like, duh. Also, he's like Troy Bolton a little bit. <laughs> Styles is gay because of his allyship of the werewolf, dot, dot, dot. And when the teen wolf himself comes out to him, in parentheses, the second coming out moment, he says, you're beautiful, and later tells him to do the right thing by embracing being the wolf. It's representation he wants but can't have, dot, dot, dot. He can't fully be out, but he can play it up for his friend without being sus. Anyway... Wolf, 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 wolf. <laughs> oh my god. Was this a... Was was this a... <laughs> okay, we already know that this whole movie is a metaphor for having shingles. That is... I mean, we've set the bar for that. We already know that that's true. But that makes a lot of sense, man. Yeah, dude. Like, I was saying before, these quote-unquote monster movies are oftentimes a metaphor for any kind of outsider like the x-men they're mutants obviously a metaphor for being gay also um you know there's there's a it could be a metaphor for puberty which i think it also is uh but yeah metaphor definitely shingles. shingles of course classic. classic but yeah i think it does make sense it does make sense we might be looking too much into this uh teen campy uh teen wolf movie but I mean, it makes sense. When you look at the facts, when you gather the clues, I mean, they all lead to the same place. Mm-hmm. That place is shingles. Speaking <laughs> place is shingles. <laughs> That's where we all end up eventually. Um, speaking of the two of them together, this is where, uh, I mean, the only thing that I knew about this movie going into this movie uh, was this iconic car surfing scene that is the only thing i knew i don't know if it was a poster of the movie but it's the only thing i knew about it uh so this is where we finally get, finally get that scene uh where they're just like surfing they like take turns surfing on this truck <laughs> yeah yeah surfing usa is playing uh they take turns just riding on the roof of uh the the truck the uh the van and i love this scene because um I, I love when movies do this. It's so funny to me. Uh, it also happened in Footloose when 
when Kevin Bacon is like making this big old gymnastics ass jump, right? And they show it from five different angles because oh they really want to show you like he could do that jump. Uh, so in this movie, Scott is like on the roof of the car. He's doing like a backflip or something. And they show it from five different angles to make sure that we saw it. I thought you were going to mention how Styles put puts on this rock in Hawaiian shirt. Because as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh my god, he's like completely transformed into Amy. Like, that, that <laughs> shirt, like, oh my god, that's all I could think of. I'm like, he looks like Amy with that Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, maybe uh, if I had a car and if I wasn't afraid of heights and dying, I would be van surfing too. Oh my god. So also at this point, because things have been kind of really starting to go his way since he uh, came out as a werewolf, but now... It's he's starting to get too much in his head about it. So, you know, because he's gotten so good at basketball, because everyone knows that's what werewolves are good at, he is starting to take over the team a bit. He's not giving anyone else in the team a chance to shine. So everyone on the basketball team is kind of resenting him now because no one else like has a chance to play. His his dad gives him another talk where he's like, dude, you gotta you gotta chill it. Uh, you're starting to uh, to get too overconfident with with all this, um, and that all comes to sort of a climax where at a school dance, uh, he like the the girl that he has been going after this whole movie, the kind of queen queen bee mean girl. Um, she has a boyfriend, and her boyfriend is very overprotective of her. So the boyfriend punches Scott. And then Scott defends himself by, like, scratching him. And now everyone thinks that he's a freak. And I don't understand where this shift happened. Yeah, because, like, the the dude punched him first. He was, like, making a ruckus first. And Scott's just like, I'm going to claw your shirt open. Which didn't hurt him. He just, like, wanted to... (laughs) Claws his shirt open for some reason. And then he gets in trouble because the fucking vice principal takes him out into the hallway. And he's like, hey, I never liked you, wolf boy, or whatever. And he learns this whole thing where his dad and the vice principal went to high school together. And because his dad is also a werewolf, uh, they had some beef going on. Someone stole someone's girl, I think. I don't really know what's going on between. But they got some beef. Uh, so it's kind of like a Snape situation where the vice principal is now taking it out on Scott. So he just like straight up doesn't like Scott. He's like making him, you know, feel bad for defending himself uh, against this 20 year old fucking boyfriend or whatever. And his dad comes in and he's like, Scott, go home. I got this. And he growls at the vice principal. And I was confused because then they both look down. And I'm not sure if the vice principal peed his pants or got a boner. <laughs> me, me too. Okay. Because they both, we hear a growl um, and they both look down. And at first I was like, Oh, he growled at him because he's a werewolf. And then they both look down and I'm like, oh, maybe that was his stomach. But then they're like looking at each other's crotches and I don't understand what's going on in this scene. <laughs> I was thinking of the exact same thing. I was like, did, did he pee himself or did he, you know, pop a boner? Because I don't know if either of you have seen Umbrella Academy, but I love the show. And there's this scene where Klaus gets kidnapped and he's getting tortured. And then his kidnapper looks down and he's like, you gotta be kidding me. You're a freak. 
because he's just has a boner and he's like hit me harder like fucking <laughs> give it to me I want it and I'm like oh my god it's it's the same they're the same oh my, oh my god. god yeah that was a great scene <laughs> I love Klaus oh okay also <laughs> is this movie a metaphor for Harry Potter 10 years before the books were actually written <laughs> was Harry Potter based on Teen Wolf because that actually makes a lot of sense. That this principal has this whole Snape-James Potter dynamic going on with the dad. Uh, uh, Scott is this, you know, uh, lowly Harry Potter type um, who really only starts to get popular when people know his big secret. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a little sus. Earlier, when you were talking about the speech, I thought you were talking about Harry Potter and Hagrid, because you're like, you're, you're a werewolf, Scotty. So I just thought it was like a reference to that. And I'm just like, oh my god. You're a werewolf, Scotty! <laughs> <laughs> it's Harry Potter, but before Harry Potter was Harry Potter. Oh my god, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pass JK to just like straight up steal uh, the whole plot of Harry Potter, the whole backstory. She's probably like, mm, nobody saw this movie anyway. <laughs> Might as well just uh, snatch that up. She, she takes to Twitter and she's like, hey, by the way, uh, uh, Harry Potter was a werewolf all along. Also, he's a basketball legend. Also, Harry Potter <laughs> becoming a wizard, it, it, it really means it's, it's coming out of the closet. It's gay. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow, there's so I many mean, Harry Potter. Yeah, and I mean, Harry Potter, didn't he live in, like, a cupboard under their stairs? Guys. Oh, old. wait a minute. <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs> The crossover but, of, like, you know, the decade. Absolutely. But you know who it's not all coming together for? Scotty Boy. Because now everyone thinks he's a freak for absolutely no reason. Uh, so now, because everyone hates him again, he decides to, like, be embrace his true self and give up being the wolf to be the Scott that we knew all along, which is, like, human Scott. Scott, <laughs> human Scott, um, and in kind of the climax of this movie, the basketball team, right, which has been doing very poorly without him. Uh, they're on their last game of the season. It's the championships, baby. So uh, he originally he was like, uh, "This werewolf thing's not working out for me. I'm gonna quit the team." But then last minute he decides, "Never mind." I am going to play, but I'm going to play as me, as human Scott. Now, here's what I don't understand, right? So, he's a werewolf. Um, that is part of him. So, why not just, like, fucking embrace that and, 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 and go hog wild uh, in this basketball game? Because it's not like he's betraying himself. The werewolf is a part of himself. He's got to yeah. embrace who he really is. But, but, but he thing, really though. is the wolf. <laughs> but he is the wolf. Also, there's this stupid-ass 
line that I gotta present to all of you. Uh, obviously, when he joins this team again, all the people are like, hey, where's the wolf? He's like, I put away the wolf. I'm gonna be me now. And they're like, uh, uh, that's stupid. Bring out the wolf. And they're like, the guys are like, um, we're gonna, this is a championship game and we are going to lose if you don't turn into the wolf. And Scott gives them this speech. He's like, guys, this is the, ch- we're in the championships. It doesn't matter how we got here. We're here. So, uh, like, we can win. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. What do you mean it doesn't matter how you got... Of course it matters how you got here. You got here because you cheated your way through by being a werewolf. And you think you can get through this championship through the power of being your true self? Ashley, (laughs) it's the go-to. The power of friendship solves everything. The power of friendship can't win basketball games! (laughs) Tell that to High School Musical! Oh my god, this is... Damn it, Julia, that's right. (laughs) This is so much like High School Musical. Troy Bolton, Scott Howard, both trying to choose between basketball and musical theater. Uh, Both... Uh, both just sweating all over the fucking place. They both gotta get their heads in the game. Oh my god, oh my god. Imagine how good this movie would be if it was a musical. Oh my instead of bet on it, we got bite on it. <laughs> just like fucking oh, covers of all the songs. <laughs> instead of bop to the top, we got bite to the top. <laughs> Oh my god. Instead of, uh, we're all in this together, we're all werewolves together? Yeah, that that works. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. What about, uh, what what do you have for, uh, get your head in the game? Get get your head in the gay? Because, uh, werewolf is a (laughs) metaphor for being gay. Can I just say also, oh my god, I know Ashley, you and I have talked about this on one of our previous episodes. I think it was a Tooth Fairy episode. But I know why this movie, right, didn't do as well as uh, it should have. Uh, it didn't get the recognition it deserves by the critics. I know exactly why. I was doing my research, right? This movie came out in uh, 1985. The song. Get ready for this, uh, which makes or breaks uh, teen sports movies. The only good teen sports movies are with the song Get Ready for This. Uh, that song was released in 1991, so that's where this production went wrong. If they had played Get Ready for This in that last basketball sequence when he was like playing as himself, I would have eaten that shit up. It would have been so good. Um, but they didn't, unfortunately. Oh, God damn it. They just missed it. Oh, it could have been so great. And you know <laughs> what? You know what? Because because they didn't play that song. Here, let me tell you how this movie ends, right? We're at the end of the movie. Here's the Remember how I said that there's no way they could win this game through the power of friendship or whatever? Guess what? Guess what? This, 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 this stupid <laughs> team that has been losing every single game this movie and the only reason they've done anything is because Mr. Teen Wolf has been wolfing out every game and taking all the shots himself. They wipe the floor with this other team that they're playing against uh, with the power of being themselves. They they wipe their noses and their asses with these guys and spit on their corpses after. They score 52 let me, let me repeat the number for you guys. These repeat, they score 52 
to call bullshit on this ending because they win. <laughs> oh my god, Ashley's a little heated. At the beginning, though, right when he when he finishes his first basketball game and he goes to his dad's hardware store and his dad's like, "How'd the game go, Scotty?" and he's like, "We got twelve points." You're telling me they got 12 points and he didn't wolf out at the end and they got like fucking, uh, they won the game? They won the game through the power of realizing that their true selves were all that they needed all along. And they suddenly got the power to do layups and, and pass that ball properly and I don't understand it. They got the head and in the I game. Know. That's what happened. Like, they got the head it, in the gay in the game. Uh, they got their head where their head needed to be in friendship. I'm so. I'm, I I wish that they had lost this game because it makes no damn sense how they won. Oh my god, they could have had a fucking what's that cheerleading movie that also had the song "Get Ready for This" in it. Bring it on. They could have had a bring it on uh, fucking moment at the end where they get second place out of two. And and they feel good <laughs> still, though, because Scott is his human self. Yeah, yeah. He could have been like, oh, we lost. But like in the process, I figured out who I was. And now I know my place in the world. So there's still uh, uh, good in me or whatever. But they go for this cop out ending where they win. And I'm so mad about it. I had a feeling it was coming. I'm like, this is an 80s movie. There's no way they're not going to win. Like, it's the 80s. We all know. We all know the 80s. Yes, sadly. <laughs> and uh, still, that's the end of the movie, oh, son. I'm still confused as to why his dad made such a big deal of, like, Scott, uh, the wolf is a part of you now. And the whole time Scott's like, no, it ain't, shoving the wolf back into the closet um, at the end. What, literally? It's not, like, the wolf, why not embrace the wolf, accept the wolf, uh, uh, let that wolf part of you play fucking basketball, if you could play better. He's accepted the wolf, but he realized he doesn't need to be the wolf. Damn. Poetry. Damn, that's deep. But that's stupid, though! You a werewolf! (laughs) (laughs) I love that! Use it! Did you see did you see Jacob in the last battle in Twilight or in any moment in in Twilight not that there was that much combat in Twilight uh but he didn't go around punching people in the face poking them in the eyes and whatever no he wolfed out and bit him cuz you know what he knew that he was a werewolf and he knew that he had to use his powers to overpower people i don't even like twilight and i'm giving them props over this movie you know what you know uh in the same vein right uh in that fucking infamous baseball scene in the first twilight movie the reason they have to go into the middle of a fucking field in the middle of nowhere. It's because they're too damn powerful to play baseball in a normal baseball diamond in the fucking city or whatever. They got to go out because they know that's that's where their power is. Uh, yeah, they can like bite people's necks, but they can also play baseball really well. And they embrace that by going out to the middle of nowhere and doing these fucking bat tricks. Uh, fucking Jasper is like throwing his bat up and catching it in a really cool way. I cannot describe, but but they know their power. If only Scott in this movie 
would embrace the power that he has uh, uh, in sports now that has come with his werewolf power, just like the Cullens have embraced their newfound baseball power uh, with their vampire powers. At first hot second, I thought you were talking about, you know, the classic sequel. I think it's the sequel. The high school musical. The classic baseball scene. I was like, yes! Oh yeah, that scene, also metaphor for being gay. Uh, Chad's like, I don't dance. Mm. And then in the next scene, he's wearing Ryan's shirt and Ryan's wearing his shirt. Mm. What's that mean? Hmm? Tell me. He swings that way. He swings that way. He's batting for the same team, you know? Oh, we know. (laughs) And that's the end of this movie. That's the end of Teen Wolf until Teen Wolf 2. What did y'all think of this movie? I mean, I said it before. I'll say it again. It wasn't bad. Like, yeah, it didn't make any fucking sense. But uh, some of our favorite movies on here don't. Like, sometimes you just gotta set that aside and embrace the campiness of uh, Teen Wolf, who does, like, absolutely nothing wolf-like the whole movie. Sometimes you just gotta let yourself enjoy Michael J. Fox's acting. Oh my god, he's so good in this. Uh, I didn't think it was uh, as bad as the critics made it out to be. What about you guys? I honestly love anything with Michael J. Fox. I love him. Back to the Future was my jam. So... I think I'm gonna love anything he's in. Okay, that's fair. Um, I gotta say, it's such a random thing, but uh, the the music in this movie pissed me off. The music in this movie was not music. The music in this movie was just the sound of a basketball hitting the floor over and over, and that's what they used as music. It was like. Dun, 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 and that was the soundtrack. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, that that's also the soundtrack of the esteemed High School Musical. <laughs> Many of the sequences in that. So <laughs> we gotta lower our expectations here a little bit. Uh, this is obviously the basis uh, for the later High School Musical franchise. I'm sure that they loved the fucking slamming the basketballs on the floor so much that they had to include it in the Get Your Head in the Game uh, song. Without this movie, yeah, yeah, so you're many, right. Like beloved franchises, like we wouldn't have what is it, Star Wars? We wouldn't have Harry Potter. We wouldn't have High School Musical. Like we wouldn't have the Teen Wolf like TV series. This path the way. For, like, modern classic franchises. Mm, I gotta say, that is true. (laughs) It may not have been perfect, but it was necessary for our future. (laughs) Yeah, although I will say, if only they had the song Get Ready for This, which was released uh, six years after this movie came out. Uh, If only they included that song in here. Because you're right, the music in this... And I'm not talking about the basketball uh, sound, but the the actual music in this movie was uh, fucking not good. Like, for some reason, they had some fucking hurdy-gurdy, hoedown-ass style music in a basketball scene, which does not fit (laughs) with what's going on on screen at all. 
They also have like stereotypical like 80s noises. Like when you listen to 80s music, there are like the specific like synth sounds that you hear. Like whenever there was like no music or like they didn't know what to put there, they just like slammed like a synth. And whatever came out was just what was used for the scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's really true. Uh, also, and when you were saying <laughs> uh, that the they should have used that song, right? That comes out like six years after this movie. To be honest, they do have a time traveler as their main actor. Oh, this is true. They have no excuse now. Not to have had that song in this movie. Michael J. Fox goes back to the future, steals a record of that song to put in this movie. I love it. I love... Speaking of of Back to the Future, I got some trivia here, right? Uh, So so, uh, Scott's house is located on the same block as 1995 George McFly's house in Back to the Future. What? Are they brothers? Are they twins? <laughs> Maybe. <gasps> Maybe. Cuz uh <laughs> we've we've seen uh many iterations of Michael J. Fox in the Back to the Future uh series. We've seen uh uh Marty McFly, we've seen Future McFly, we've seen uh Irish past Back to the Future 3 Seamus McFly. I don't see why Teen Wolf McFly couldn't be part of the franchise too. What if, what if the old, his dad is just a, a, a older Marty McFly that traveled to the 80s and, that, and this is his son? Ooh, or what if Scott's dad had an affair with Marty's mom. So now we've got we've got three kids in this family. We've got uh Scotty from this movie. We've got uh uh Marty McFly and we've also got Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. And then the extended family Jason Bateman in Teen Wolf 2. And also like Chewbacca oh. somewhere. Oh yeah. Oh, this is a very powerful family. I I subscribe to this conspiracy theory. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Can I I just mention a couple more uh, points of trivia that I think are really uh, interesting? So, uh, (laughs) all of the basketball moves... This this makes sense. All of the basketball moves were planned... Um, Michael J. Fox asked if they could just like play basketball, if they could just do it uh, unscripted, and the director let them, and they sucked so much that they had to plan every move in the basketball games. <laughs> wow, relatable. So that, so at the beginning when he sucks uh, as his human self, that's fucking method acting. That he's going down deep. To, uh, to get that experience. <laughs> also, another thing, uh, in the final game, when Scott sinks the final shot, they win the game, he goes to the stands and he hugs his dad, and right behind Michael J. Fox and the guy who plays his dad, there's an extra uh, who can be seen, apparently, I didn't notice when I was watching, with an unzipped fly, um... And then later there was an internet rumor that the extra is a man exposing himself 
However, in the full frame version of the film, it's actually a young woman and her pants were too tight, so she unbuttoned and unzipped them so she could sit down on the bleachers. And then when she stood up, her fucking pants were all unzipped. Also, very relatable. <laughs> oh, God. That, that is my my biggest fear that uh i'm gonna be at home for thanksgiving one day and i'm gonna have to unbutton my jeans to try to fit all that damn turkey in, and then we're gonna have to stand up for a picture or something <laughs> <laughs> i just think that's so funny okay yeah, and one more thing I'll, I'll, I'll say is um according to the director when the test audiences first saw scott's dad as a werewolf they went this is in quotes. They went insane. He said the laughter was so loud it obliterated the next minute of the film. <laughs> wow. Also very relatable. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the uh, the, the the werewolf makeup in this movie, um, not to today's standards, let's say. But I mean, it's a campy movie, so it also kind of fits like with with how everything looked in the movie. Like I didn't actually mind the way he looked in this movie. It was pretty fucking ridiculous, but I didn't mind it. I think it kind of went well with uh, with what was going on. Yeah, they they played into it at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so now that we've kind of. We've broken down the movie scene by scene. We've told you our thoughts. Um, let's see what the internet has to say. Okay, so I have four uh, letterbox reviews here, um, not including the one that I read earlier. Uh, so the first letterbox review is by Sindhu, who gave it three out of five stars. So basically, loser Scott becomes a chick magnet slash the most popular guy in school after he becomes a werewolf. But people only like him in his werewolf form. <laughs> and you're telling me that the entire school isn't made up of furries? I was thinking the same <laughs> Wait a minute. I was thinking the same thing watching <laughs> this movie. I was like, how are they so attractive to this, like, friggin' hairy man? And that was the conclusion I came to. <laughs> Relatable. Yeah, and it's not like he looks like Jacob from Twilight. He looks full on, like, as we said, baby Chewbacca. Uh, so they are really uh, into that. Um, the second review we have is by Milo who didn't give it a rating. Call me when Dylan O'Brien does this. Oh, yeah. And I have uh, two more reviews, and these ones are a little bit longer, so bear with me. The first one is by Holly Horror, who gave it three out of five stars. When I was a prepubescent werewolf, Teen Wolf helped me get through my own physical changes, and I, too, became super popular and awesome at basketball and van surfing, despite also being very short and not very good at anything physical when I wasn't wolfed out. Because then I was just a sweaty kid, who was riddled with anxiety and friend-zoning most of my male friends in hopes to one day catch the attention of James Spader. Now that I have been a werewolf and I'm in my early 30s, this movie doesn't speak to me the same way. But it doesn't lessen the profound effect it had on me many moons ago. 
and giving me that reassuring glance into another teenaged werewolf's life. I will always think of Teen Wolf fondly, even if it's enjoyable for very different reasons now, in a so-bad-it's-fun way. There's a weird loathing leer at the token overweight guy and a scene with some vulgar homophobia, but this was 1985 and people were still pretty stupid. If you want to check out a timeless and hilarious film about a young man coming to terms with his changing into an, an athletic werewolf in high school, then you should do yourself a great service and watch Larry Cohen's Full Moon High, which came out four years before Teen Wolf. So that's another little recommendation. <laughs> what a plot twist at the end. I know, I did not <laughs> expect. <laughs> but if anyone wants another wolf recommendation, uh, Full Moon High, I guess is good. Uh, our last letterbox review for today is by Sydney, who gave it three and a half stars. Don't ask me how or why this works, because I have no idea. But it does. I guess because it's charming and funny, but it's so insane that it moves beyond that into dot 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 campy. <laughs> It'd be a stretch to call it satire, but maybe a spoof? Whatever it is, I enjoyed it. I laughed a lot, and I liked the way the story was handled right into the action without bothering to explain anything about his wolf tendencies beyond his enhanced basketball skills. Like, they know how silly it is, and they aren't going to insult your intelligence trying to convince you that it's anything but fluff. There's even some compelling visuals, like the opening sequence, which are a pleasant surprise. If you cut the montages, it would be about 40 minutes long, but who doesn't love a nice 80s montage? Bottom line, you're going to see it, you're going to think it's the stupidest movie ever made, and then you're going to watch it over and over again. Also, he'd better spend the rest of his life treating Boof like a queen as a thank you for ignoring how big of an idiot he was being. And it's a pity that Styles, the shining beacon of cool, grew up and moved to New York where he withheld a fancy pencil from Elaine Bennis until she agreed to go on a date with him. Didn't realize uh, who he was. I would have gone out with him just to steal his shirts. Um, I guess that's saying that he, the actor, was in Seinfeld later, but I'm not, uh, I'm not sure. Damn. And uh, we have a couple IMDb reviews here, too. The first one is by user Shvirvir80. <laughs> gave it a 6 out of 10, and their tagline is corny 80s gold. There are a lot of people who are going on about how much Teen Wolf sucks. I disagree, because Teen Wolf has a special kind of suck going for it. Not so bad it's good, but uh, corny as hell and better for it. I've been watching this movie since it came out, and I love it. How can you not love Teen Wolf? Michael J. Fox turns into a werewolf and becomes a popular star of his high school basketball team. There's even a dance at his prom that is wolf-related. The whole school turns wolf crazy, but Fox learns the right lesson in the end. How can he not love this corny crap? I'll be the first to admit that this isn't a perfect movie, and it is incredibly stupid. <laughs> but honest to goodness, crap fests don't have styles or a breakdancing wolf. Take that American werewolf in London. Recently, Teen Wolf has been blessed with DVD release, uh, along with its sequel, Teen Wolf 2, on one disc. 80s fans, rejoice! Bottom line, it isn't worthy of even trying to call itself good, but it is a classic, doesn't take itself seriously, and occupies an honored place on my shelf. Sweet. That was kind of wholesome. I like that. Julia, do you want to take the second one? 
Sure. So the second one is nine out of ten. This is a terrible but likable film, and it was done by Sloth Forty Seven. Let's see what we have here. A terrible idea for a movie, but yet I continue to watch it. I watched it twice in nine hours last week on TBS or TNT or something. The all-time best part is when Scott Howard's dad says, unless that was another wolf doing a handstand on Styles' wolfmobile. I personally didn't know that living orgasm. <laughs> I personally didn't know that living orgasms play. Oh, that does not say that word. <laughs> living orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> So it's living organisms, I swear. Let's do a take three on that. I personally didn't know that living organisms play better basketball as canines than as human beings. This movie can teach you a thing or two about life. I also didn't know that the hottest chick at school were interested in wolf love. Now I know why doggy style is so popular. This is a great like to watch solely to make fun of if you bring up a good teen wolf conversation and someone knows what you're talking about you might want to take take heat through it really isn't too cool what kind of writer would even ever attempt such a joke of a movie i give it 10 stars because i think it's funny and entertaining although it's terrible first off this guy lied because he gave it nine stars and i'm kind of mad about it <laughs> liar it's true. These two reviews have a lot in common where they both say that this movie is amazing, but also it's awful. I can stand yeah, with that. And it kind of is, too. Um, speaking of which, it's time to get into our reviews. Um, just for reference, IMDb gave this a 6.1 out of 10, and Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it a 44%, and the audience gave it a 52%. Okay, if you are new to the podcast, we rate all the movies that we watch on what we call the Gold Bloom Scale, which is a scale of bad movies. So at a 10 out of 10 is not that bad for a bad movie, and a 1 out of 10 is so bad I could barely finish it. Julia, you are our guest today, our esteemed wolf guest. Um, What <laughs> did you think of this movie? I think I would give this movie either six or seven gold blooms out of ten gold blooms. That's pretty fair. So did you, did you enjoy it overall? Yeah, I think, like, I did like it. Here's the thing. I don't, like, I can't tell whether I should rate it, like, based off of just terrible movies or just, like, movies in general. Because, like, it's not a terrible movie. Like, out of the movies we've seen, this one is, you know, it's pretty good. It's it's the higher end of terrible. But overall, I don't know if I would say this was a good movie. I think it's, like, average or slightly below average. That's really fair. Um, Amy, what did you think? I mean, we, we've seen this before because we were going to do this uh, a while ago. So I rewatched it for a second time um, and it was still like pretty good. <laughs> the second time I watched it, it was funny. It was, oh my God, I, there's this quote that I forgot to mention earlier, but I love. It's after um, his, he's talking to his dad about 
being a werewolf or something. And Michael J. Fox is like, I have a bad hook shot, a $6 haircut. I mean, I have problems. I don't need this one, too. And I don't know. It's just a funny movie. It's, it doesn't take itself seriously. It knows what it's doing. It, it knows it's not going to be like a serious werewolf movie. Um, and I like that. I like that it's just, it doesn't make sense. It's kind of campy. I'm going to give it like a, a seven, maybe a seven and a half. What about you, Ashley? Oh, okay. Y'all are on the same line about this. I'm going to go a little lower <laughs> for me. Uh, I don't know if it was just because of my expectations, but I thought this was going to be a lot more of a Halloween type movie. I thought it was going to be spookier. I thought we were going to focus more on the werewolf aspect. And instead, it it turns out it's a basketball movie, <laughs> um, which didn't make a ton of sense. I am going to give it about a four. <laughs> that, that's pretty fair. That, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Um... Yeah, so if if you're uh, looking for a Halloween movie that isn't too scary or isn't really about Halloween, I would recommend this. Otherwise, we have another um, Halloween movie coming to you in two weeks, which is a little bit more scary than this one, a little more suited to Halloween than this one. Uh, but in the meantime... If any of you have seen this movie or have other movies to recommend to us, you can find us on Twitter or Letterboxd. We're at BMS Podcast. Or uh, you can shoot us an email at badmoviesundaypodcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, I'm Ashley. I'm Amy. And I'm Julia. And uh, and uh, we'll see you next, next week. But do we want to say um a final howl of goodbye <laughs> for this episode <laughs> i i think we do okay on the count of three one two three oh. 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 <laughs> 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 <laughs>